This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is valuable. Where do I want to do with my free time? Like, where do I want to go? How do I want to spend it? What do I like to do? So it may result in making changes or realizing certain things, and that could be hard, but the more that you get on board and you put yourself first and get yourself through it, the better life will be for you, present and future. That was just a preview of all my guests Tracy Beagle has to share on episode number 11 of Study Acupuncture with me. Brene Brown once said, talk to yourself like you would talk to someone you love. In this episode, I talk with Tracy Beagle. She's an acupuncturist in Lodi, New Jersey, owner and operator of Lodi Acupuncture and Wellness, where she specializes in reducing stress, pain, and helping people feel better. In this episode, we unlock how to find your hidden potential and get through life even when things don't seem to be going your way. Tracy shares what she learned just by working in every role in an acupuncture clinic before she was in acupuncture school and how she's applying it all to her own acupuncture clinic today. She shares what she learned from treating thousands of patients and how she helps her patients know what's really going on with them. She also shares how she uses functional nutrition and wellness to educate her patients. She shares her wisdom on stress and the different types of stress we're all going through in the climate of the world today and how she uses education and treatment to help her patients cope with stress. And she really opens up about how to use positive self-talk in order for us to really get through all of what life throws at us. This episode is for anyone who needs to reduce the negative self-talk in their life. And if you love this episode, please give this episode a like and review on Apple Podcasts and share it with someone you love that would benefit from hearing it as well. So before we unpack all of what Tracy has to share, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by electroacupuncturemedicine.com. Electroacupuncture medicine is a form of healthcare that is rooted in traditional oriental medical concepts and freely blends the usage of electricity to modulate the production and release of all natural, super powerful neuropeptides and neurotransmitters. The purpose of electroacupuncture medicine is to maximize the human potential and innate ability to rebalance, restore, and enhance health. Discover the most effective clinical techniques using electroacupuncture with Dr. Jeremy Steiner at electro-acupuncturemedicine.com. So today we have a very special person on the podcast today, a personal shiro of mind. Her name is Tracy Beagle. She's a licensed acupuncturist. She's a speaker, extremely skilled in marketing. Um, she has her own office in Lodi, New Jersey. She's an advocate of health and wellness through nutrition. Again, she's a personal shiro of mine. I've known her for a long time. I've seen where she has started. I've seen how she's grown. I'm proud of her. I'm rooting for you, Tracy, for all your accomplishments, for you know, just your life and your overall happiness as well. So with that being said, welcome to Study Acupuncture with me. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you, uh, for all those kind words. I'm super excited to be here and to talk. This is amazing. I'm so glad we've come a long way through school, and here we are. Here we are. All right. So, Tracy, first question, I want everyone to get to know you. So, yeah. can you just tell us, you know, what, 
what started all this? How did you become an acupuncturist? How did you become who you are? You know, what's your origin story? Well, uh, my first passion came into as nutrition. I was in college and I was undecided. I studied abroad in Europe, went there, came back to my school. And like, I was like, you know, like, what do I like? What do I do? And nothing really came to me. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, but I didn't really go through the process. And, you know, in high school, when you apply to schools, if you're not fully driven or if you don't have someone pushing you, you know, we kind of just go to college if that's our journey, right? So I just went and I didn't have any major, but I really wanted to do teaching, but I let it go. So nothing else came to me after I went on my travels for a year and a half. I kind of just dabbled in like college life and I studied nutrition. I had to change schools because the current school I was in did not offer it. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll go. Um, I believe this school is really not serving me. It was kind of small. I liked it a lot. Joined a sorority, met a lot of friends, but I said, I really want to go and do this. So I went to sought out schools that had nutrition and I studied the Western ways of nutrition. It's mostly dietetics. Uh, they really emphasize you to get this credential of RD and it is mostly in long-term care facilities and hospitals, but also the restaurant sector. So basically the curriculum is based on how you can excel in that way. And uh, you gain this credential of RD and you must do an internship of being a registered dietitian, but mostly, uh, mostly paperwork, things like that. So I was like, okay. And then I really wanted the credential. I thought it was important because I wanted to be a dietitian. And that was my title because in New Jersey, our laws are a little quasi about nutrition. You can get a certificate. You can become a holistic health coach nowadays. Like you can get your master's degree. Even your master's degree doesn't um, have anything for you. You're a master of nutrition, but people don't go by that. You know, mm -hmm. say like, oh, I'm a master of nutrition. Um, there's more credentials and titling. So that was my passion. I really liked it. However, my experience in the Western world of nutrition, I didn't really love it. So I've been working for this woman. Her name is Dr. Robin Lustig since I was 15. She has her own alternative health practice for 30 years. She's retired now. I was working with her um, in the office, learning, filing, just being assistant, doing things like that, clerical receptionist type work and assistant work. And she was like, if you wanna do what I do, then this is the route you can go. She's like, you won't be able to help people. You already help them while they're already sick. She's like, if you want to do preventive and you want to help them uh, feel better before that point, then this is what you can do. And then she told me all about that and her credentials and her journey. And she was like, why don't you go to acupuncture school? And I was watching her do acupuncture. She actually went to our school. She was a faculty member for a while and she graduated in 2008, I believe from the Eastern school. So I was like, okay, yeah. And then I went to the interview and I was like, this seems great. And I was excited to learn a skill and learn something I didn't know, but I thought was really great because nutrition really wasn't fulfilling me. Like I learned all the basics and I was like, meh. Like, okay. And then I was just going to receive my master's degree, already applied to the school, was ready to do a whole nother co curriculum for two years and go to another school. And uh, she was like, I think you should do this and do it first because it's long and, and you're not going to want to do it once you're done. And she said, I think you'll be great at it. So I was mm. like, okay. And then um, I started my journey in the school. Mm, okay. All right. Can you share with us a, you know, like a mantra or a quote or something that just 
got you through all of that? Like, you know, you, at first you didn't know what you wanted to do. Did you have like a belief from then on how to get through that kind of situation where you didn't know what you wanted to do until you found, you know, Dr. Lustig? Is there any, any message that you, that has kept you going throughout all of this? At the time, no. However, mm -hmm. now I got many. Mm -hmm. So that's what I could say is like one day at a time, everything will be okay. You know, um, one day at a time, because we have to just kind of take it back and just be like one day at a time, you know, mm -hmm. show up, try and do your best in life, right? Living on this earth, being a human, right? right. Um, one day at a time. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you witnessed like firsthand, like in terms of like the power and impact of, of the interventions that, that you saw Dr. Lustig doing? Yes. Um, it kind of accumulated over time because I was so focused on the tasks of my job, which was mm -hmm. the front desk. So I, um, over repetitiveness and being in the environment, I learned how to speak to patients. I learned how to talk on the phone, how to answer questions, um, how to do insurance, how to do it all. And um, I was focused on those tasks mostly and doing my job as best as I could in that way. However, in my brain was like seeing the healing done and watching her work and then seeing the patient from calling up to being like, I'm not sure what I need, but I, I've heard about this woman and I need help and I don't feel well and I want to come in. And I would be like, okay, great. I would set them up. Then I would see them come in. I would greet them. I would bring them into the room. Then they would have their first session. They come out of the room and be like. Different. They'd be like, oh my God, what do I yeah. do? And I'd yeah. be like, okay, so this is how you do it. And then I got better and better in like addressing the patient when they're at, they're at a low point and they're very vulnerable. Like I have to change my whole life. I don't know if I can do this, you know, and people don't really like change. So I got very uh well versed in helping people like that the second part right a little bit of holding their hand mm -hmm. like okay i'm here for you let's do this and let me know this is some things you can do i started learning some stores you can go like i would tell the patients where they can get certain foods if they had to go gluten-free or if they had to stay away from dairy and how they can go around that and at that time too the trends were picking up um, this was maybe five, six, seven years ago, and it was not that trendy to be gluten-free, dairy-free. There wasn't the almond milks, the oat milks, the different types of ice cream. They weren't a thing. So mm -hmm. it was a little bit more foreign. Um, and then as the years went by and I learned more, I would help them in that way. And then they would come back and they would start feeling better. And then they, I would see them stick to their uh, supplement regimen and they would be like, I need this. Or they would be very adamant, like, okay, I need another one. And they would make it a part of their lifestyle and a part of their life. And it was important to them. And they saw the difference and they felt better. And like I said, I was so focused on making sure that they paid the right thing. And they did all the other stuff that in the background, I was seeing healing happening mm -hmm. within the people. And like, that's just like really what sparked my passion. I'm just so grateful to have that experience. Yeah. You've seen by now then like tens of thousands of people then. Is there something that you found that's a theme that was the cause to like, you know, what it is, their, their unhealthiness or their, why they were coming? Is there like an th overall theme that you saw across people? Stress. Stress. Stress in many ways and also poor Western intervention. Um, they would all, majority of the patients that would call, I would, I was, uh, that's why I, in my practice, I like to, I'm very in control. I like to speak to the people who come in to see me because 
I will, I like to know what makes them call, what's going on with them. On, on a lot of the patients who had called would say, I've gotten all these tests and I still don't feel good. Or like, I went to all these doctors and then like, I still need help. Or like, and I would be like, okay. And Dr. Robin's practice was the source for filling in the cracks of, okay, let's get to know what's going on with you. And that happened majority of the time. And I thought that was incredible. Um, and I tend to practice in that way now because there's still so many people coming in with the same thing. Whether they're coming to see me for acupuncture, I do my um, functional nutrition overall wellness um, part of it, trying to understand them and raising their awareness and educating them on, you know, even though you went to see this doctor, what, what do you believe? Do you feel okay? Like there, you know, there's a lot of non-compassion. Mm -hmm. So. I would say coming in is definitely stress and it goes into different ways into people's lives, which we'll talk about, but also to poor Western intervention, misdiagnosis. I don't know how to describe it. Poor speaking, like example, the women who would come in fertility, they would be told they were barren. They would just be so hurt. You know, the IVF, the uh, Western intervention for fertility is not the best. So the women would feel defeated mm -hmm. and they, you know, things like that. So it was a lot of compassion involved. Mm -hmm. That was first and foremost. The other stuff was easy, you know, being the conduit for healing, easy, you know, it's like, if you know how the body works, it's like, this is what your body's saying, mm -hmm. let's help you. And then you have, they have to be on board to do it. You know, they have to be the ones to be ready to change because we are not the healers. We are initiating healing among each patient. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what, what causes like the stress in people? So basically just living on this earth as humans in this American culture, stressful. Living in the bubble of North Jersey, it's very, it's very congested. Mm -hmm. It's very fast paced. Honestly, the, the anxiety like comes through the breath. Like everybody's just a little on edge. You can tell by when they're driving now, especially in where I live and where the school is and being outside of the city. Other areas, it's also the same where the stress is still the still there however we have this aspect of it so we must adapt to that and be able to combat that also on top of everything else too so stress is also caused from relationships emotions working it's really basically the self and how we interact in our environment and we're not taught how to function and be able to bypass that stress see what causes our, ourselves stress or change it and take that stress away we're not taught how to take control and say no I don't like that or no, this is not right for me. Um, we are told to just hush, hush, like suppress and avoid and get over it, right? Mm. We're, we don't really talk about our feelings, things like that, whether it be in the workplace, in uh, um, our relationships or friendships, doesn't matter. So they kind of just like set us out to the wolves, every man for himself as a human. And the stress is unbearable, especially now we're in a global, global pandemic. So the body knows that collectively there's something going on and there's more fear and there's more anxiety, uncertainty and sadness and grief more than we deal with on a normal basis, just being a human living on this earth in normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge question. Yeah. Um, stress comes from many different things and there's different types of stresses as well meaning as physiological stress or emotional stress. Everyone is knowing and talking about emotional stress. However, our bodies in physiological stress 
majority part of the day. It's called sympathetic dominance. Um, a lot of this was taught by Dr. Jeremy Steiner in school. He talked about it a lot. We learned some protocols with eSTEM, how to get out of sympathetic dominance. Uh, I, I remember a lot of his teachings um, from my own personal experiences. Like I would say, you know, he would give an example, like, you know, I'm so sensitive or like when you would, someone would scare you, you'd be so jumpy or your body would respond in a certain type of way. And he would be, he would say sympathetic dominance. I lived through that, learned it. I seen it in other people. And then I learned the ways to help take us uh, out of that mode, right? Which what acupuncture does, because once the needles are in, the body says, okay, we're going to switch over to parasympathetic side, right? Rest and digest. That's why everybody gets so Zen in their sessions. And I do a lot of explaining that to people because acupuncture is foreign to a lot of people. So I'm so happy that they're here. They want to do it, but many of them do not understand it unless they've been doing acupuncture for a long time. They're open-minded, whatever the case may be. So I try to educate that so everybody can understand their body so they can help themselves without me. You know, I'm not going to be here forever. And I, every time somebody comes in, I act like they're never going to come again. So I try to educate them, raise their awareness and provide compassion and listen and teach them to help themselves by simple things of just how the body works, what yeah. we can do, what stress is. And that's it. Yeah. Every day we just have stress and we have to learn what that word means to them because it's just like a loaded word. When I, when I teach with my students, uh, the children, I do fourth grade, second grade, kindergarten, fourth grade, they're very, um, chatty so they know what the word stress means and anxiety and mm -hmm. i was like okay guys like, how do you know this and they're like well my mom has it or like they know it from their mom or something so i'd ask questions like have you learned of this on tv like where did you see this word and they're like from my mom <laughs> or like, my parents or whatever they're looking at on social media which they do have a lot of access to but i just thought that's so interesting because when we were younger we not did not know what that word meant so these words are big, but they don't really mean anything. We have to understand what that means to us. Mm -hmm. So asking questions. Uh, so that, how, so is that how someone knows what stress is to them? Like for someone listening right now, you know, they know that they're stressed, but how do they know what, what kind of stress they're in or what stress is to them so that they can get out of it? So like, number one, how does one know what stress is to them? Number two, what are some steps they can do like right now, right? Right after they listen to this podcast or YouTube video, what can they do? I would first say, talk to yourself and ask yourself what stresses me out. And that might be hard to answer, but going inward and speaking to ourselves will give the answer. The answers are within us. So if we need to find out what makes us function, what we like, what we don't like, what makes us feel certain emotions, that would be the first step on how they can help and shift that within themselves without the help from a practitioner like myself. Um, that's what you can do. Ask yourself, what stresses me out? What brings me joy? What don't I like? How do I feel today, right? Asking the question, mm -hmm. how do you feel is extremely important. That's the number one question I ask. People are not asked that a lot, whether it be from their support system at home, other doctors, whomever, it is not a question that comes up. And when I ask that question, I'm expecting answers. And I will, I will like wiggle my way around to get those answers because I have to find out how I can help them in 
in the way that they need it, right? So we do points. We know the points, like the back shoe points, right? Mm -hmm. Especially the, the outer shoe, the spiritual points, right? We could help these people in so many ways by doing some extra points, you know, willpower, supporting their kidneys and supporting their heart and seeing what really makes them tick because a lot of it is emotional stuff that's just deep down. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is manifested in physical pain. So if a person is open and you feel the vibe and you can get to that you can do that with patients however within ourselves it's very hard we kind of avoid ourselves but asking those questions journaling it out or talking it out recording ourselves or even just doing a, um, a session or an instagram story you know people open up their lives and they're like hey everyone blah blah, blah i'm doing this we take pictures of our lives and stuff but it's like why don't you talk to yourself instead of your followers mm -hmm. and you can find out what causes you stress. So it's like literally physically actually vocalizing out loud to yourself, like asking yourself, what, what causes me stress? It's yep. this, it's, it's my, whatever, my, the traffic, my boss, all the work that I have to do. And then, and then just like acknowledging it, basically like acknowledging it, accepting it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then what do they, what can they do from there? That's uh, accepting it. Acknowledging it is a different step. Uh -huh. However, doing this alone and whatever way works for you. So yeah. you can journal it out. You can do pen paper. I like to do my iPad and Apple pencil sometimes in the notes. Just write um, it out. Yeah. You could type it out in your notes. Basically it's like be go more inward and just think like talk to yourself um, and talk nicely to yourself. Right. We, we are all like, Oh, it's so, I'm so stupid or this, that, and this, like our self-talk is very negative. So we want to be able to talk to ourselves and say, Trace, like, what are we doing? And then we answer that. So it might take to sit a minute and be like, what are we doing? How do I feel? What is going on? Just taking a step back from functioning in survivor mode and all these different things and projecting outward what we're really feeling deep down. If we ask ourselves, what's the deal with ourselves, we'll be able to not project that outward because we know what's going on and then it's up to us to be like all right well i feel sad okay i feel sad but it's okay that i feel sad because even though i am sad i'm brave and i got this and i'm gonna be okay and i'm strong and i'm so grateful for my life right so we embrace the feelings we feel and we acknowledge that we feel other positive feelings and we try to help ourselves acclimate that, yeah, we feel sad, but it's okay. We also feel good. We also will feel good. And we have positive things going on within our lives right now. And we can stay more neutral, right? Mm -hmm. And as we stay more neutral, the nervous system will calm down more, right? Because deep down, it's like trigger, 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 trigger. Uh, based off things that happened in the past, right? So that are in our nervous system, right? It's our conditioning, our patterns. So basically that's just how we function and that's why we're all stressed. Mm -hmm. And the number one way to reduce stress is also acupuncture, right? But I help my people in a way to say like, you can't really come here every day, you know? Like we do acupuncture once a week. I haven't gone in so long, I'm a practitioner, right? So it's like, how are we gonna help ourselves? How are yeah. we gonna get through? What yeah. do we do? So that's what I do. That's what I've learned to do. And that's what really can truly help and make a difference. There's mm -hmm. really no way around it. There's nothing else we can do. We don't have to seek others for help. We just have to seek within ourselves. That's powerful. That's really yeah. powerful. 
And honestly, like I said, I had to go on this journey to learn that, to do my own deep inner work and to be able to practice in this type of way and offer the services that I do. Um, I've come to that. And also that is why meditation is here and it's a trend. It's really mm -hmm. not a trend. It's an old healing art that really works. Meditation really uh, helps the brain change, right? Mm -hmm. However, we're not really taught that. It's out there and it's trending and all this wellness stuff is here, but what are, what are, what is it even doing? Mm -hmm. And I bring that up a lot and have discussions with different people because I want to know what they're experiencing in that realm of seeing it on Instagram, like all this stuff, like, oh, I bought this and I bought that and blah, yeah. blah, just like, why did you buy that? Or like, what, how can you do that? Or like, did someone guide you on that? Like, do you need that? Right. But the way that we're conditioned is like buying things to help us talking outward to helping us seeking other services to help us and i've learned the hard way that it's just within ourselves mm. and it works and that's why meditation uh and mindfulness is so trendy right now but it's i noticed that it's not being uh integrated in our lifestyles as modern americans and it's not really taking hold, right? And a meditation practice is tricky because it's a practice, right? Just like yoga, every day is not gonna be that great. So I'm not within that powerful message of going within and helping ourselves, yes. And that's where they're bringing into the meditation theme. However, I am not the one to be like, go home and meditate, see you next Monday, right? Because I understand that it's hard. It's hard for myself. I had to find what makes my meditation work for me. Mm -hmm. What makes it work for you? Yeah. Um, I learned that I like to close. I like to lay down. I like to keep my eyes open. Um, I basically started with more of the questions and became my own best friend and talked to me as Tracy, right? I call myself Trace. Like, you know, um, a personal life example is during quarantine, I closed my practice March 13. And I stayed home for two months and I was in a safe environment. I live alone. However, it was very scary. Uh, my mother got sick. Um, a lot of people in my community got sick. Um, I helped the community. I was, I was worried. What do I do? This is really weird. We've never gone through this before. So I would be thinking all of these thoughts, but I'd be home and safe and grateful that I was able to pause my practice and be able to uh, take care of myself and provide for myself in a way. So during that pausing time, I didn't do anything for work because there was nothing that needed to be done. I did tracing. And I found out like, what is Tracy like? What does Tracy do? I just became one with Tracy and I became my own best friend. And I saw and noticed that I raised my self-love, more of my self-acceptance. And I just explored things that bring me joy or like, you know, what's mm. going on with me, you know? So I would journal out like how I was feeling. Um, I, you know, we really couldn't see each other. We were at home. Um, I had a fear that nobody would come back to acupuncture. We don't, we, we didn't know the fear was so high in the beginning, especially in this area. Mm. So I had all of these emotions. And one of the practices that I did was Palo Santo. I'd Palo Santo myself. I would do the self gaze in the mirror and I would do my affirmation saying, I am safe, I am well. And I would do tapping, emotional freedom technique. I really um, used that modality a lot for myself and for other people. And I embraced my feelings, but also said, it's okay. I am safe and I am well, but I'm scared. 
I'm very scared. This is very sad. You know, I felt the grief. I felt the sadness. I felt the anxiety. I felt the stress. I felt everything, but I helped myself get through it because also I was alone. What am I supposed to do? Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of experimented on how do I go through this? What do I do? And then I find like what makes me tick, you know, but it's also looking at ourselves and not being scared of who we are and not avoiding it. Right. So there's the good and the bad. Right. So it's like we have some habits that we don't really like, but that's OK, too, because that's who makes us us. Yeah. And it's like, all right, maybe one day we'll change this. Right. So for me, it was like negative self-talk. Um you know, we talk to ourselves, we do our thing, we go out and we're just living life, but we say stuff to ourselves. So I would just make it a point to be like, nope, and I keep it neutral and then like laugh about it with myself or like, you know, just be my own best friend and be here for me. Like give myself a hug and just be nice to myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I only have myself and it's okay. Like I am not stupid. You know, sometimes we do stupid things and we're not thinking. So I'll just be like, all right, Tracy, you weren't thinking and that's okay. Cause like, you know, we just, we have like mishaps, you know, and it's okay. So the more nicer that we are to ourselves, it will transpire in other ways in our life and it will raise our vibration. It'll mm -hmm. help keeping us feeling better. And also too, the nervous system responds, right? That is more of the mind body connection. So we can't expect to feel good if we're not talking good to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Talking is the correct terms, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, be nice to ourselves, right? Yeah. And also to allowing ourselves to be nice and recognizing that we aren't nice and being like, all right, that's interesting. Um, we should work on that, you know? Um, they're hard questions, mm -hmm. but inside us and answering those questions in whatever way works for us will help the most, you know, without costing any money, right? right. We're going like quarantine, we couldn't go anywhere. There's no services, there's no gyms, you couldn't really exercise and get your serotonin up, endorphins, you know what I mean? Uh, people were doing it at home, they were struggling with that too. Right. You know, so COVID and this time is, is very interesting, right? I try to keep it neutral and I try to provide different statements from when I get complaints or within myself to be like, you know, exceptionally the holidays. This COVID situation was definitely terrible, brought on a lot of negative and bad situations, mm -hmm. right? However, it also gave us a chance to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, we don't have to go to Thanksgiving and it's just like, do we really like doing that? Or like, what do we like? What do we want? So we were, we were stuck with these unprecedented circumstances and we were given a boundary like we can't really go. But now it's like, what do we think about this? Do we want to do this? Like all that stress, is it really worth it? Right? Like, let's advocate for ourselves and be like, I'm sorry, I don't really want to partake because I choose to do this. This will make me happy. It might upset others, but it's not, the, it's not our problem. Right? We live on this earth. We got to go. We have to have our lives. Right? right? So we cannot be volunteering, bringing on the stress when we are in control. Right? It's just hard to do because we don't function like this as Americans. Right? So there's many things that we can do, but it really has to do with the self. Mm -hmm. For me, since I was in school so long, it's hard for me to open up a book. I have so many books. I get books all the time. There are a lot of reference books. I read a little bit and I notice like, wow, 
I don't know. And instead of shaming myself being like, Tracy, why can't you just like learn from this book? I realized that taking in the info from a book is just a little too much for me. So I go to videos. I like videos instead, right? Or I like someone speaking to me and I will soak up that info and be like, okay. And then it'll stay in my brain. And that's how I know that I function that way. Instead mm -hmm. of being like, well, I can't read books or this, that, and this, or talking negatively about it or shaming, I'm like, Tracy doesn't like that right now. And it's probably temporary because I'm still recovering from burnout because acupuncture school is really hard, you know? I've only been in a year in my practice. So once you state the facts of what we've gone through and just like put it out there. So mm -hmm. I like pen to paper. You know, some people don't. You could make a graph. You could do an Excel sheet, this, that, and this. But focusing on the good, our accomplishments, you know, um, the emotional support within ourselves, but also acknowledging like, okay, we didn't do this very well, or we didn't really do that, but were we taught better? Like, did someone teach us that? And we did something wrong. Like in school, we were taught the points. You got the points wrong. Like, all right, well, something happened there. Okay. We got it. Right. But now we know the points like the back of our hand, but in life, it's not like that, you know, mm -hmm. like, starting my own business. No one has taught me to do this. Right. So it would make me uncomfortable to do all the business stuff, but then I'd be like, Trace, nobody taught you how to run a business. Right. So it's okay. However, I would feel all the negative feelings from, I don't know how to do this. And it makes me feel a certain type of way. So I will either procrastinate or avoid or be upset with myself and shame. Right. So that really brings my vibration down, makes me feel a certain type of way where I have to help these people and show up and serve. So I learned to not be so hard on myself. How? But also too, I learned that I am hard on myself, mm. right? And that's okay too. A lot of us are hard on ourselves. So my experience comes from my own journey. What I've learned my year in practice this year, but also last year, mm -hmm. and just kind of like seeing where I'm at now and just noticing that like I'm a human on this earth and like I don't have to be the best acupuncturist ever or someone's going to come in and I can't really take their headache away. You know what I mean? Or like I'm never going to take away their liver cheese stagnation because mm -hmm. AKA stress, you know, and that's all right, you know, and I don't know how I got here. There's no instruction manual but I've just done this over and over again and it's just little experiments and I take it one day at a time and I also find emotional support and where I need it and also people to help me. Um, so in my case, I'm a practitioner, um, integrative healing. I go to see other healers as well that I have good relationships with that they can hear me, listen to me, support me and help me feel seen and heard where we might not get that in other areas of our life, but that's not, that's not anybody else's responsibility, right? So I choose whom, where I need my help but also I know that it's really within me. How can people get just more aware? Like you are so aware of what causes you stress. You're so aware of your negative self-talk. You're so aware of, you know, what you need to do, but how do we get, like, how can I get more aware of myself and these signs in me? Going through it and mm -hmm. feeling, really feeling. You know, um, I'm a Pisces. I'm very emotional. I just realized I went more down the astrology way to see like what my birth chart says, just understanding us. So I realized that I'm very dreamy as a Pisces. And, you know, there's ways that I feel 
that were just like written in the stars for me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I've accepted that. So I learned more about myself from, you know, we're multidimensional beings. So I learned more about myself of what's really going on within my soul and not with like my 3D human self is getting in the way, which is also patterns and conditioning. So once I learned that, I really like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. um, he's great on Instagram. His books are great. He really explains it very well. I watched one interview with him for like five minutes and I was like, Eureka, you know, mm -hmm. like certain things will come in and there's people out there that will raise your awareness for you if you are listening and you are open to it. So it's either take the time or experiment or really just be with yourself. It was easier for me because I am alone. So I do, I live my life solo. I like it a lot. I prefer it now. I used to be very sad, like I'm alone. You know, you see what's going on with that uh, around you. Like you see couples or you see families. And also too, my age, you see, um, people having babies, marriage, just that and this, or you just see that the grass is greener on the other side from what's on the screen, but really it's not that green, you know, grass is green where you water it. So mm -hmm. I realized like, Tracy, you like being alone. So like, let's get on board. Um, but I had to go through all that and like feel my emotions of my current state. So me being alone, for example, I would cry about it and be like, I'm alone or it makes me feel sad. And I would just be like, all right, and then I was just like, you know what? I think I prefer it because once I went through it and I felt it and I went into cer certain um, social engagements or being around certain people, I'm like, uh, I really want to go home and uh, read a book or do something, you know, and be in my own space, especially to being a practitioner. I run the whole show. It's me and I'm here long hours. So in my free time, my time and energy, it's like, this is valuable. Where do I want to do with my free time? Like, where do I want to go? How do I want to spend it? What do I like to do? So it may result in making changes or realizing certain things. And that could be hard, but the more that you get on board and you put yourself first and get yourself through it, the better life will be for you present and future. That's really yeah. powerful. Like how does someone, let's say they have like something from their past that just keeps coming up, right? That they can't just get over you know, how can they, you know, what are some steps they can take to start to get through that? And number two, you know, how important is it to even have to heal from that to move forward in order for them to, you know, live a high quality life and have good emotional well-being? It's a journey. It will mm -hmm. always come and go. Life ebbs and flows. Find a practitioner whom you really click with that can help you. That is really uh, can can like make strides right so it, whether it's western therapy talk therapy or any type of those like emdr is really good um different what's modality. emdr that is like the number one offering for ptsd okay patients and also that's a western uh modality so you could go western you could go eastern right i would say if you're taking up this field. It's like explore how the art can help you, right? So do acupuncture, right? Or seek out other practitioners that you can, you know, vibe with. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important, especially since we're all the odd person out. It's very important to find people who you like or find your own tribe, you know, and you might go different ways. And but having someone to speak to that can handle it. So I say that in a professional way, because 
in a global pandemic, your friends and other people that you might have been able to lean on before, they can't handle it. It's not up to them to, to handle your stuff and to be there and to show up for your stuff mm -hmm. and then provide feedback that you need. If mm -hmm. you're having something that's a little bit more deeper and you're doing deep inner work, like you said, they won't know that they're going to respond off of their trauma, their patterns, their conditioning, you know, they, you could trigger them and they don't know what to say back. So that's not a conducive energy exchange where you don't want to show up and get advice and help from a novice, uh -huh. and somebody who's just on the same level as you. Right. So I would say going to someone with more expertise and find what you like, right. So self-care. So that would be the self-care realm, especially for practitioners. You have to find like, what do you like? Do you like getting acupuncture, cupping, um, they're going to therapy, massage, um, you know, different types of therapeutic body work, um, Reiki, um, intuitive healers, like whatever, something in that realm, I would find what you want to learn more about, something you'd like to experience and where you think you can help yourself in that way mm -hmm. and go. As many times as you can afford, as many times as you can, and balance that out. And then also doing the work yourself um, will really help, but you have to be taught that. What would you say to someone who feels guilty for, you know, doing self-care, getting a massage, you know, what would you say to them? Ask the question, why do you feel guilty? Why do you feel guilty? You know, ask the question, like, it's okay to feel, feel emotions, right? This is what we're here. We're here on this earth to feel. Mm -hmm. uh, but where's that coming from? So it's like, why, why would you feel guilty putting yourself first? How are you going to fill up your cup? You know, like, how are you supposed to provide if you got nothing going on? Right. So the modern American way of this self-care stuff is like way out there, very broad, could be like face masks, taking a bath, this, that, and this. So I, I like that they're trying to convey the message of take care of yourself, but really it's find what you like and what makes you feel better that you come out being like, all right, I'm good. I got some more juice, right? Cause we're running on empty. We're in adrenal fatigue all time. So it's like, what's going to juice you up? What is going to make you feel good? So you can go and feel good every day, right? Because we don't feel good right now and that's okay. That's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would just say step one, not shaming yourself for feeling a certain type of way. And you know, do little things, little experiments. Um, if it is hard and difficult, which it may be, try a little bit, you know, or go back to when you were younger and something that made you feel calm or made you feel good or brought you joy. Like when we were, basically you were like stuck in your room for a while and you couldn't do anything, right? Us younger generation, you know, that's kind of what we did, but even earlier generations, like what would you do? Were you social and you went outside and played? Um, did you read? Did you draw? Did you, what did you like to do that you don't do anymore because you're an adult or might be looked down upon, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. So some things like that, but also connecting to the earth really helps too. So we uh, we vibrate and we have a frequency as humans, but we are here with the earth. So once we connect with the earth, they're like, wow, thank you. The body's going to say, thank you. It's going to help de-stress naturally in a way because it's like, oh, wow, earth. I feel you. I like earth. Oh, wow. Okay. This is good. So instead of all the weird stuff going on and all the EMF and all the toxins and all the stuff, the body recognizes the earth, right? So you can do earthing, let's say, which is putting your feet barefoot into the earth, grass, gravel, um, sand, whatever, if you have mm -hmm. that access, but you don't have to, you could just sit outside, look up at the sun, just sit in it, 
you know, for at least 20 minutes, look up and just take the time to just be and exist. That's it. That's all you're going to do. Our purpose is to wake up. Deepak Chopra says that. Like, we're supposed to be here, open our eyes, wake up, be grateful that we actually can open our eyes and that we're here and we're living, you know? And that's really only our job. So the more that we realize that, the easier everything gets, right? And we can take ourselves away. And we have to give that time. And we are so conditioned and we're so just go, 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 go with our job and other things and other responsibilities. But really, this is what our responsibility is as a human. And this is what will help us feel better, be able to fill up our cup, bring us more joy. And that will balance our hormones, right? Because we have oh, we have so much cortisol pumping because of the stress. So your question is before, what causes us stress? Everything. Everything. <laughs> it's never going to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why with my patients, I tell them, you know, the stress is going to come and go. If it's not this, it doesn't matter what the subject matter is. It's going to be something else tomorrow, a few hours, a few years, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But you're going to have to get yourself through that as well. So let's start now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect. Well, Tracy, I want to respect your time. So I want to ask you just a couple more questions and then, you know, I'll let you go. Sure. <laughs> so Tracy, Yes. Uh, what I'm getting is that mindfulness is very important for people to for their emotional well-being, to get through their stress, just being mindful of what they feel, you know, what gets to them, what stresses, what stresses them out and and giving themselves um, approval that, OK, it's OK to feel like this way, but, you know, you shouldn't speak to yourself this way. You know, you, that negative self-talk is, is, is doesn't serve you or even it's OK to say no to certain things that although everyone does it, it's OK because it doesn't serve me. So I'm not going to go into this one. What's one thing right now that people listening to this can do immediately that can just improve their health and emotional well-being? Treat your body with respect. You were given this vessel on this earth. You want to take care of it. You want to find what makes your body feel good, how it can help you, right? So we want to do mind-body connection. Acupuncture is a emotional, spiritual, physical healing modality. We have to put into our body and put onto our body good things and so it can give us the love that we need back. So you can't be in this world just doing your thing and not think that your body doesn't come with it. You have to treat your body with respect, find out what makes it feel good, and do it constantly mm. over and over and over again and bring that into your life first and foremost respect your body do what feels good so also that means do we have bio individuality right so basically if you are going to be keto then you know the other person's not going to be keto your body doesn't know what the word keto or the keto diet is right but your body knows proper nourishment for it so acupuncture students i would say the best way is to find your patterns right what makes you you are you a hot person are you a cold person cold hands and feet um when you eat certain foods do you feel a certain type of way you know um What's your digestion like? Are you going to the bathroom every day? Um, do, you, do you feel like your brain is fully there, right? Or do you feel a little foggy? Um, so you want to be more intuitive to your body every day and give it what it needs to sustain, to keep you doing this life because it's so stressful and everything causes us stress and it's going to be like that for a while, right? So you just want to be nice to yourself and proper nourishment and proper sleep, right? We're not sleeping also, that's why we're not recovering. So a big thing is when you're looking at uh, screens, blue light blocking glasses, these are mine, they help a little bit. 
each little things that you can do that are free that are just like a little bit of effort i would say do them consistently Compounds. Mm. yeah put it together try to help yourself right and also too so you can balance when you want to do whatever you feel and you want to balance like so so say dairy right say it really bothers you or really you stay away from it but you really really like it so it's like okay every day you don't have dairy because it can't help you function to your best ability but then you know when a certain um social engagement comes up or you feel like indulging or you want to have whatever it is like that pizza you eat that pizza and you feel good about it because it brings you joy and that's what life's about right so you want to balance that out, also not shame yourself and also just be like, yeah, I have pizza. And then maybe, you know, recognize how you feel after the pizza. And then the next day you just go right back on the horse and you do the right things and you help your body acclimate to, you know, the stress you just put into your body, which was dairy. However, though, it brought you joy, right? Mm -hmm it lit you up. It was good. Maybe if it was a social engagement or you were with your partner, you know, you had good memories, right? Happiness, things like that. That is what matters. And that is what counts, right? Joy, happiness, proper nourishment, you know, helping ourselves because the world, everything out there is not helping us. It's against yeah. us, right? And it's every man for ourselves. We cannot rely on other people to help us except for, you know, professionals um, that you choose and that you like. I'm I encourage that a lot, you know, um, the people I see now, I'm so grateful for them. I wouldn't be here speaking what I'm speaking without the help from these women. Oh, I just, I just, I'm so happy. And my mentor, you know, um, I've learned much from her as well. So if you like someone and you want to learn more, reach out to them, don't be afraid, you know, just kindly approach. And if it helps fuel your passion and lights you up inside and juices you up, go for it go for it, you know, because the body wants that. And that's how it will try to offset the bad, the stress, you know, who, who are some of those heroes? Who are some of those people that helped you be who you are? First and foremost, Dr. Robin Lustig, you know, um, she's my mentor forever. She's retired now. I think of her every day and my intuitive healers now that I see who shall remain unnamed, but if anybody would like to contact me, I mm -hmm. will, um, gladly refer. And then, um, childhood best friend and myself mm -hmm. that's all I really have but it's only been a year you know like I go out there and, and I'm just trying to connect with new people you know this year we really couldn't do much I network a lot um before I was saying like what is Tracy like what does Tracy do Tracy likes to travel so I go to numerous uh seminars uh, so I can travel, visit those places, learn things and meet new people who are my vibe to be like, oh, what's going on? And just try to connect with people who do what I do mm -hmm. and like to spend their time and energy like I do. So this year, all my plans were canceled, but that's OK. You know, um, it, it is what it is. So I hope to find more people like that. And I'm excited for the future and more people will come. But for now, I have a few and. I just searched, you know, I just Googled people have come to me, you know, if you put it out there, it will come back to It'll you. Come. Yeah. So I, I highly believe in that as well. And then just, just look, you know, um, you know, there's no competition among all of us. We all are here to help. So mm -hmm. once you have that mentality as well, reach out to somebody, talk to them, you know, go um, barter for services, you know, um, provide that self-care for each other so you can be better 
in this field and we could help those and like we can collectively raise the awareness and help and make a difference right mm -hmm. that's how change come along and now we're in the age of aquarius so the more that we do collectively the more the change will take place things will start changing let's say, let's say hopefully and um that could be your contribution to living on this earth and that what you put into this world and especially being a practitioner you know we mm -hmm. just don't do acupuncture right Right. Okay. Um, I definitely want to get you back on here again. I want to, I do want to talk to you more about your nutrition um, because you do, you know, so much about it. Um, but I think because of time, we're going to have to save that for another episode. So I want to invite you back to the show. If you have the time, if you have, we can get on each other's schedule again. Um, Cause we did talk about adrenal fatigue before. I know everyone has bioindividuality, but is there any common foods that you can just tell the audience now that, you know, can kind of combat the effects of stress, combat that kidney indeficiency, combat, combat just the overall stress that they, you know, have to go through every single day so that they can wake up the next day and feel more energized so that they can actually go out into the world and, and, and spread positive energy. Vegetables, plants, cooked, not raw. You want to be nice on the stomach, right? So being nice to your body is giving it what it likes. So bioindividuality, but also Chinese medicine based, like what works for you? Basically, what works for everyone is cook, moist, light things, right? So that would be broccoli rob. First of all, it's a bitter, bitter vegetable. The liver likes bitter. We're helping our liver out by giving it what it wants, right? So broccoli rob is very predominant around this area. You could get it at every pizza place um, as a side dish. The body really likes that. It's cooked. It's a nice, nice oil. It comes with garlic. Garlic is very good in healing. So that's a number one um, cooked vegetable that's very accessible. And that is in the dark, dark leafy green category. There's different categories like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, they're in the cruciferous. They're also very beneficial as well, but they can cause some stomach upset, gas, bloating. So I would say like, take notice of those things and try to, you know, work on that. So you can be able to tolerate those foods because you do want those foods. You want the most nutrient dense foods out there, which is plants from the earth. So you don't have to be plant-based, um, but you want to give yourself as many nutrients as possible. So get the powerhouses in, um, seeds, really good, uh, pumpkin mm -hmm. seeds. If you could tolerate seeds, like I said, some people really can't. So I would say to find what foods you really like that make you feel good, especially when you're working that you can make you like thrive. Um, uh, uh, a good snack is like almond butter with dates. So good, a lot, of, a lot of protein, a lot of fiber, very filling, will keep you going for a while. You wanna keep your blood sugar levels regulated. So you wanna have like little snacks along the way. Nuts are very good as well. Hopefully people can tolerate nuts. Um, but the theme is highly nutrition dense foods in forms that your body wants it the most. So the body wants it the most and everyone is cooked, mm -hmm. steamed, roasted, moist with a lot of nice oils. You want to give the body good fat, right? So we want to have nice oils to complement that. Like what's a nice oil? Like uh, an olive oil? High quality olive oil, okay. uh, avocado oil, sesame oil, coconut oh, oil. Okay. Um, 
Yes, those are the top ones. And you want to have lots of oils, but also nuts. So like walnuts, almonds, almond butters. You know, if you can't handle nuts, I don't want to say eat all the nuts, right? Because your body doesn't like it. So it's like, all right, let's find what our body likes. Maybe nut butter is much better, right? Um, Fruit is really good too, but we can't rely on fruit. Um, I would say find the foods that cause certain problems like bananas they cause more dampness in the body we all basically have a dampness issue majority of us in some sort of way right as we learn that in school we'll see the dampness signs very common so bananas along with the high stress that we're in and the other parts of our diet having a banana can cause way too much sugar intake leading to dampness right it's the spleen does not like it Mm -hmm. so basically along with fried foods bananas just not that great you know, it's just way too much because of the other foods that we accompany with in our diet and our body can't handle it because we're just constantly inflamed from the stress. So the anti-inflammatory diet is number one and key and also plants, you know, but in good forms. Um, I'm not a fan of juicing and raw, you know, like the celery juice trend with the medical medium, he gives out great information, but you know, the, the energetic property of celery for some people doesn't really agree. However, mm-hmm. celery is really great. And it's going to provide a lot of benefits, you know, and we're all really depleted and dehydrated. So like our body's going to like it, but does our body really want celery juice? Mm, I'm not sure. So just because he says that doesn't mean that it's for you, right? So respect your body, know mm-hmm. what it likes and just eat straight up nutrients, vitamins, and then eat for sustainability and also to make room for the other stuff that you like because you can also have those things because you know that's life it brings you joy you like it if you can tolerate it once in a while have it you know go for it drink lots of water lots of warm beverages never cold you know chinese medicine not on the cold route um and that's it really depending on any condition that anybody has like we said adrenal fatigue before this is the answer right so we want to treat our body with respect and the body wants plants from the earth, whole foods, right? Mm-hmm. And good fat for the brain. You must support the brain. The brain likes fat, good fat, right? So that'd be avocado, nuts, good oils, things like that. Um, that's basically it. Tracy, you are a wealth of information. So I, I'm not going to take up any more of your time, but I am inviting you to another episode if you want to come back to talk about just nutrition overall. Uh, but I think we'll close here. Um, but before we close, I just want to acknowledge you one more time. Tracy, I think you are an amazing person. You've got me motivated right now to go eat good foods. I want to go to a farmer's market right now and just get some broccoli rob, get some really good oils, and, and just, just go to town. So thank you. Um, thanks for you know, your growth, your energy, your positivity, your, your awareness of yourself. I think I need to go inside myself more and find out what stresses me, you know, and I think everyone else really needs to hear that message too. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And I want to thank you for that too. My pleasure. Great. So great doing this. Of course, I would come back. Thank you so much. Yeah. So before we end, um, I want to give everyone the chance to know where to find you. Where can they find out more about you? Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Um, Yeah. where, Where can people find out more about you? Due to COVID, I'm just practicing and I haven't really gone forth with uh, my new ideas, what I would like to do. So hopefully next year is more exciting and upcoming, but any of that will be announced on my Instagram at Tracy B Wellness. My website is tracybwellness.com. Uh, you could always reach out to me via message. Give me a call. If you like to discuss, come see me. I'm in Lodi, New Jersey. 
My, ad my address is 426 Passaic Avenue. My practice is called Lodi Acupuncture and Wellness. Okay. Tracy, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll see you again on the show. Yes, thank you. Loved it. It was amazing. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Be well. I learned so much talking to Tracy, and I hope that you did too. If you love this podcast episode, please like and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode and share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode, share it on your story. Be sure to tag Study Acupuncture with me so we can help others gain confidence in acupuncture as a medicine. As always, God bless and happy studying.